You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. What do you do when you feel broken? What do you do when you feel like you're all dried up inside? Surrender to Him and give Him your life. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to Feast at Home here in the Feast Makati District. I want to say hi to all those who are joining us for the first time. How are you? And if this is your first time, please indicate in the chat box that this is your first time so we can reach out to you and hopefully help you make this experience a memorable one. I want to say hi to all those who have joined us for the past almost two years. And uh, I want you to know, you know the drill. You know the drill that all you need to do is to share away, share the link and tag your friends. Come on. Come on, share the link and tag your friends. I want to thank all those who prayed for me. I'm now back here. Um, you know, it, it was not COVID. It was just a, a case of flu. And um, yeah, I, I just guess, I guess the Lord just uh, gave me some time to rest. And uh, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm ready to preach to you today. God woke me up this morning because God wants me to speak to some of you, I know God's word will free you tonight. God's word will allow you to go and see your breakthrough. God's word will strengthen you and encourage you to continue doing what God wants you to do. Welcome again to our Feast at Home here in the district of Makati. I want to thank uh, all those who serve us today. Thank you. Thank you, AJ, and thank you, uh, Chelsea. Thank you so much to our worship team. Thank you, Father Dan, for, for saying Mass for us. And thank you to the team. Thank you, guys. You know who you are. And God, I pray that the Lord will bless you. We continue our series, our new series, actually. Uh, we started last week, and I want to thank Brother To for, for uh, preaching for me last week. And uh, yeah, we're, we're on top two of our series, The Clash, The Clash of Culture, Kingdom, and Comfort. I've always said that the world, that, 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 that God's kingdom is so full of contradictions. God's kingdom is so full of clashes. It's, it's foolish wisdom. It's... Uh, you know, he's, he's always said that if you want to be first, you have to be the last. If you want to be great, you have to serve all. And, and uh, yeah, it's so full of contradictions. And as we discuss God's word, we're still in the gospel according to Matthew. And as we do that, as we discuss God's word, we uh, get to know more about all these contradictions. So the clash. And today, brothers and sisters, I'm going to talk to you about one more contradiction. Righteousness. Clash, something that clashes, righteousness versus repentance. God is calling us to righteousness, and at the same time, God is also calling us to repentance. But when is it righteous? When, when are we banking on righteousness? And when are we 
moving forward with repentance. When do we say sorry? And when do we say, Lord, I cannot do this? You take over. And it's going to be exciting. I want you to get ready. So again, I need you to share the link. Share this with your friends. Share, 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 share. And tag your friends. Why do we want this? Because we don't. We, we want more and more people to listen to this because more than any time in our history, in the history of our country and in the history of the world, we need God and we need Jesus' righteousness. And we need to come before the Lord and say, Lord, we've messed up. We've messed up our lives. And uh, that's why it's important that you share away. Okay? So if you're ready, I'm ready. We're going to continue. And uh, we're going to move into God's Word. Lean into God's Word together, you and me. All right, so let's pray our favorite prayer here at the feast. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Say this with me. Today, I proclaim that I am God's beloved. I am God's servant. I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, speak to us today. Use your powerful word. To bring us to heights we've never reached before. Encourage us and empower us with your word. Change us, O oh Lord God, until we become like Jesus. As we lean into your word, we pray, O oh Lord God, that you allow your word to be our strength. That you allow your word to be our encourager. That through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will become who you want us to be, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Again, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to Feast at Home here in the district of Makati. And um, as I said, today we're going to talk about repentance, righteousness versus repentance. Righteousness versus repentance in our one big message is pretty simple and straight to the point. God's mercy is bigger than all your mistakes. God's mercy is bigger than all your mistakes. The Word of God says that where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. And let me tell you the difference between grace and mercy. Grace is God giving us things that we don't deserve because we're sinners. And yet God pours out on us His, His blessings. Grace is receiving things that we do not deserve from God. Mercy, on the other hand, is God not giving us what we truly deserve. The Word of God says that this, the wages of sin is death. And if you're a sinner, you're, you're condemned to die. But that's what mercy is about. Mercy is God not giving us what we truly and rightfully deserve. Where grace abounds, where sin abounds, grace abounds even 
more. Maybe some of you have felt like you've messed up your life. <laughs> Maybe you, 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 you got pregnant out of wedlock. Or maybe you made some wrong decisions and you ended up with the wrong guy. And until now, you're suffering from the, the, the effects of that wrong decision. And maybe you've made wrong decisions in your life. Maybe you've given yourself to addiction, whatever it is. It may be addiction to sex, addiction to gambling, addiction to drugs. And maybe some of you made the wrong choice. And, and, and now you're estranged from your dad and your parents and your mom and people. And you've destroyed relationships. Maybe you've messed up your life. Friends, I have good news for you. I have good news for you that your mistake can never be bigger than His mercy. Your mistake can never be bigger than His mercy. God's mercy is deeper. It's wider. It's larger than our biggest mistakes. And that is... That is good news. And, and you can go to Scripture and, and, and feel like you're in, in, in good company because in Scripture, we have spiritual faith powerhouse people and they're, 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 they're like superheroes, superheroes of faith, but they've all, they all have one thing in common. They were, they were sinners. They were sinners. Take the, take, take the case of Jacob. Jacob, according to his name, is a supplanter. Jacob lied. Jacob lied. And, and Jacob uh, um, um, messed it up before the Lord. But God still named a country after him. God changed his name from Jacob. He was called Israel. What about King David? King David, who who had an adulterous uh, relationship with Bathsheba, and he even killed uh, Uriah. And he even orchestrated his, his death. And, 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 and yet he became the, the greatest king Israel ever had. Or what about Elijah? Elijah who succumbed to depression. He was so depressed. He couldn't hear the word. He couldn't hear the voice of God. And he was so depressed that he wanted to take his life. And yet, remember in the mountain of transfiguration, when, when uh, Jesus brought his disciples there, together with Jesus and Moses, there was Elijah. What about Peter? Peter, who was the rock? Peter, who knew and understood the very kingdom of God, the essence. And yet, when, when asked by a woman, by a girl, when asked when they were in the plaza before Jesus' death, he was asked, aren't you one of them? And, and, and Peter said, no, no, I'm not. And it, 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 it was bad already that he said that he's not one of them. He also said, and I do not know that man. Not once, not twice, but three times. And yet Jesus said, Peter, you are the rock. Peter, feed my sheep. 
What about St. Paul, who was persecutor of Christians? He killed them, and he was learned. He was a learned man, and he did all this. And yet, in one encounter in the, in, 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 on his way to Damascus, Paul was converted. And he, he ended up writing a lot of the books in the Bible that we now know. Friends, it's never too late. And you... You are in good company because in the Bible, friends, the biggest stars were the biggest sinners. And I'm telling you today and I'm encouraging you today that I don't know what you've gone through. I don't know what you've done in your life. But one thing I know of, I know that Jesus died for you, that Jesus loves you, and that Jesus' love for you will never, never change. I have a 10-year-old son, Zeki, and you know what? My understanding of God's love changed totally when I had Zeki. When Zeki was born into our lives, he, um, I, I just had this different idea of how God loves. Because me, as human as I am and as imperfect as I am, I, I have always looked at Zeki and I've always told Zeki, I still do. And the very first time I carried him, I, I, I told him, Ziki, if it's within my power, I will give you anything that you need and even everything that you want. And, and it, it, this reminds me, I'm a sinful man, and yet my love for Ziki no snowbounds. There's nothing that Ziki will ever do that will make me unlove him. And I'm human. What about God? What about God? I remember the first time that Ziki said he wanted to start cooking. He wanted, you know, my son, when he was younger, he wanted to be a chef, wanted to be a rock star. He wanted to be a doctor and, and uh, wanted to be a, you know, he's a musician and he does so many things. Okay, but one day when he was, I think, four years old, he said he wanted to learn how to cook. And there we were in the kitchen and we were teaching him how to cook, what to do. And, and, and it's natural because he's four years old. He, he doesn't know any, any better. And, and, and he, he messed up. Yeah, he messed up the kitchen really good. <laughs> but, but did that change my love for him? No, because I knew that he was four years old and I knew that he was going to make mistakes. And, and, and so I just taught him. I just taught him patiently. And, and it's, it's a special kind of love. And my good news for you, brothers and sisters, is that if, if us humans can love our kids that way, you have a heavenly father who loves you. You have a heavenly father who understands you. You have a heavenly father who will not condemn you and promises to be with you. And here's what I think. Can I shock you? Just like me, when I was about to teach Ziki how to cook egg, 
scrambled eggs. I knew he was going to mess up. I knew he was going to do things the wrong way. But it was just fine with me. You know why? Because I expected him to make those mistakes. And here's the thing. I want to shock you. Are you ready? God expects you to make mistakes too. <laughs> don't, don't you think that God knows that you're going to make mistakes? Huh? Don't you think that God knows you're going to make mistakes? God in his infinite wisdom, don't you know that, don't you think that after confession, us Catholics, after confession, God knows that we will go back and we will again. We will uh, uh, have, you know, we will sin again. God knows you're going to make mistakes. And again, this is not something for you to, you know, to say that, oh, okay, so it's okay for me to sin. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I want you to know that God expects you to make mistakes. Why? Because you're human. Why? Because it's human nature. Why? Because God knows that we're not perfect. The Bible says that for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. It says all have sinned, no exception. Not you, not me. Not the best man in the whole world. All have sinned and have fallen short. And God knew that. That is why we need the Savior. That is why God made, gave us room for mistakes. And, and you know what that room is called? That room is called mercy. God knows. And you know what? God doesn't just know that, that God doesn't just expect that you're going to make mistakes. Many times, He uses your mistakes to bless you. He uses your mistakes to bless you. Let me qualify something. This is not a license to sin. This is not a license for you to say, oh, if that's the, if that's the case, then I can sin and God will forgive me because he expects me to. No, no. This is not a license to sin. This is a license to hope that in our weakness, in our frailty, God is giving us hope. God is telling us, I'm not done with you yet. God is telling us, you're still under repair. God is telling us that construction is ongoing. And we are here doing this to serve you better. Are you listening to me, brothers and sisters? Are you getting the message? Are you getting the message? If you are getting the message, can I ask you, to, to, to type in the chat box, God loves me and God's mercy is for me. Can you say that? Can you put it there? God loves me and God's mercy is for me. Come on, do that. Come on, do that. I'm going to wait. I can see. I can see you. Okay. Wait. Mm -hmm. Okay. God loves me and God's mercy is for me. 
Yeah. God's mercy is for... Okay. Again, brothers and sisters. Okay. Um, God's love for you is, is so huge that that it I, I do not want to say cancel but I want to say that it 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 engulfs and envelops and embraces who you are that's God's mercy and listen to this I want you to listen to this there's nothing we can do that can ever stop him from loving us huh there's nothing we can do that can ever stop him from loving us. <laughs> you cannot do anything that will make you make, make, make God love you less. Or you cannot do anything that can make God love you more. Because God's mercy, brothers and sisters, is bigger than all your mistakes. All your mistakes. Can I just pause for a while? And I want you to think about it. I'm going to give you one minute to think about what I just shared with you. God's mercy is bigger than all your mistakes. Think about the biggest, the gravest, the, the, the hugest mistake that you made. Just think about that. And at the same time, think that God is bigger still. God is bigger still. Okay? I will leave you there. I'll give you one minute to think about that. I'll come back. I'll just log out and sign in again. Okay? And, uh, okay. Okay. So I'm back. I'm back. All right? God's mercy is bigger than all your mistakes. Can I just say that God's mercy is more powerful than all these softwares combined? <laughs> okay, let's continue. Let's continue, okay? Um, remember again, that it's, it's our one big message for today. God's mercy is bigger than all your mistakes. Believe that. Believe that, okay? Now, um, let's go to our verse for today. Remember last week, Jesus uh, got angry and he turned over the stalls in, the, in, the, in the, their place of worship, in the temple. And this is where we're coming from, right? So we're going to read from Matthew 21, verse 23, the New Living Translation. Okay? When Jesus returned to the temple and began teaching, uh, the leading priests and elders came up to him. So he just, he just uh, turned over all these tables, and then Jesus went there. They demanded, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right <laughs> think about think about the uh the, the logic of these priests okay the the, the religious people um, aren't you familiar with that have you heard that before sino nagbigay sa ng karapatan wala kang karapatan gawin yan who gave you the right and this was the same question that they were asking asking jesus okay now um you, you know, I encounter a lot of people who are like that. And and sometimes when people ask me, um, on what authority? Why? And it, even if they don't ask it directly, 
um, they it's kind of implied. And uh, now this reminds me of the two people, the two kinds of people who who ask questions. Okay, and uh, I I I know that you can relate to this. There are two kinds of people who ask questions. Those who want to know the truth, those who really want to learn, and they ask you, and then they're all listening. Okay, they're all listening, and then those who think they know everything. Well, you know, it's it's all over. It's all over media. You know, some people ask, and and when they ask, they're not really asking. And when they ask, they're not really ready to listen because they already have a formed uh, judgment in their minds. And uh, what they're trying to say is, okay, I ask you this question, but you know what? I, I know, you're, I know you, how you're going to answer and I'm better than you. So, so that was, that was uh, uh, what, what was happening then. And, and can I just also uh, remind everyone that, that God wants to speak to you today but you must have the humility to listen. Listening takes humility. Because when you listen, you're opening yourself to other ideas. Probably better than yours. So God wants to speak to you. But you have to be ready and you have to be from listening from a position of humility. So that you'll be able to hear what God says. And you will be able to follow. And to accept what he is saying okay so let's go back to scripture verse 21 uh chapter 21 verse 24 to 27 i'll tell you but by what authority i do these things if you answer one question jesus replied did john's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human they talked it over among themselves okay so let me pause there uh Jesus obviously was um, talking to them and Jesus was obviously giving them a dose of their own medicine. Because as I said, there are two kinds of people, those who really want to learn and those who really just want to show you how dumb you are <laughs> or how, how far better they are than you. Um, so, you know, talking to the second group, uh, you know, it's like talking to a blank wall. Nothing will happen. And, and Jesus was kind of doing this now. He was talking to uh, those who really want to listen. But also at the same time, he was trying to, trying to uh, give them a dose of their own medicine. So, so Jesus asked, said that, okay, ito yung gagawin ko. Now, did John's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human? So that was a trick question. They talked it among themselves. If They said, if we say it was from heaven, he will ask us why we didn't believe John. Okay? But if we say it was merely human, we'll be mobbed because the people believe John was a prophet. So they finally replied, we don't know. <laughs> and Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Again, many times uh, you, you see question, a question being answered by another question during the rabbinic debates during their time it, that was just something that that usual that's usual it's normal so that you answer a question by another question okay so jesus was saying look you're not going to listen anyway so i won't tell you and then he followed uh, verse 28 but what do you think about this a man with two sons told the, uh, the older boy 
Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, No, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and went away. Then the father told the other son, You go, and he said, Yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. Which of the two obeyed his father? They replied, The first. Okay. So, if, if you're going to just start looking at it from, uh, fr from the outside and just looking at it without really analyzing it, you would think that the first, the first son was good and the second son was bad. But this is not it, you know. This is a tale of two bad boys, okay? This is a tale of two bad boys. And Jesus was just showing them. So, okay. But, but in, in, in reality, Jesus was referring to the two kinds of people. He was, you know, he spoke in parables and he spoke... Uh, uh, in, in, in not in riddles, but he he, he would uh, use analogies and and stuff like that, metaphors to to drive his point. And uh, Jesus was again addressing two people. Okay. Then Jesus explained. Let's read. Continue to read. Then Jesus explained his meaning. I tell you the truth: corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him, while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. Jesus was saying that, look, you are the two Guys, you you should know and you know what to do, but you don't listen. You know and you have wisdom and you have the knowledge, but you don't believe. First man, for that. But 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 the second group, he was referring to the second group. But these prostitutes, they 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 don't have the the educational background that you have, but they believe. That, but they believe. Now, uh, uh, so Jesus was forming, again, uh, was saying that the core, okay, these sinners, the prostitutes, the tax collectors, these sinners uh, were now the core of his new upside-down kingdom. It's, it's, it's a long, it's a long uh, narration. You know, the Jews who believed uh, they, 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 the Jews were the chosen people, the chosen race, but yet they did not believe. They already had Jesus and they already know that, but they did not believe. But the Gentiles, those, the unbelievers, the pagans, they knew about Jesus and they believed. So you're in good company, okay? God's grace is bigger than your sins. God's mercy is bigger than your biggest mistakes. I'll share with you, the you know the Bible shares with us four women about four women who were really bad. Okay, they were the baddest. Number one, the perfectly bad woman, Mary Magdalene. She was possessed by seven demons. Imagine seven demons, not one, not two, but seven demons possessing you, and Jesus drove the demons out. And she was seven in the Bible. 
uh, signified perfection. So this woman was perfectly bad. Okay? So Mary Magdalene, but she, she served Jesus after. She followed him. She became a disciple of Jesus. Someone, woman number two, the, the Samaritan woman who, who was on her sixth relationship for five, five times she was divorced. And she was with the sixth partner. And, and what did Jesus do? Jesus spent time with her. Jesus spent time with her and, and Jesus shared the good news to her. And she, <coughs> excuse me, and she went to the whole village and told the village about her encounter with the Savior. Do you feel sometimes that you've messed up your relationships? It's never too late. It's never too late. All you need is a God encounter. All you need is a God encounter. Remember, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself because God has not given up on you. Are you with me? Are you still with me? I'm going to land this in a while. Bad woman number four. The adulteress who was caught in the act. At that time, when you're an adulteress, uh, you, you were to be stoned to death. But this one's different because they, they even caught her in the act. And they were ready to stone her. And they brought her to Jesus. And they said, Jesus, the law of Moses said that she has to be stoned. And what did Jesus do? Jesus bent down, wrote something on the sand. And after writing, he said, okay. Okay, let, let the one without sin cast the first stone. What did Jesus write? Some people believe, okay, scholars believe that Jesus started writing the sins, their sins. Um, adultery, Rita, uh, theft, Robert. And, and, and when they saw that, they were all silent. And then they all left. And then Jesus asked the woman, Is there anyone who condemned you? And then the, the adulterous woman said, No one. And listen to what Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Man. And then the town prostitute. Jesus was having a party. And then the prostitute came. She went inside. And then as soon as she saw the master, she broke she, 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 she washed Jesus' feet with, with tears and she dried them with her hair and he, she brought with her an alabaster jar because she knew that she was forgiven. So she gave everything she had. An alabaster jar is a jar of perfume and it's really more, ex it's so expensive and, and it's equivalent to several days' wages and, and uh, some of the disciples said, is this... Is, some of the people there, they said, is this guy really holy? Does he know that this woman was a, is, is a, is a terrible sinner? And, and, and Jesus said, if, if you were forgiven much, you will love like her. Because she knows that she was forgiven much. Therefore, she is loving much. Guys, guys, I hope, 
I hope by this time you already believe that God will never condemn you. Never define yourself by your mistakes. Define yourself by God's mercy. Never define yourself by your past mistakes because you should not let your past define your future because your future is ahead of you and that is a future of God's forgiveness. Again, never define yourself by your mistakes. Define yourself by God's mercy because Jesus said it. Jesus said it that he did not come for the righteous. He did not call or does not call the righteous, but he calls the repentant. God's mercy is bigger than all your mistakes. I want to end by inviting you to say a prayer with me, to say something, a statement with me. And I'm going to say it and then you're going to read it. Um, so I, you say it after me, okay? And let this be your prayer and let this be your declaration and let this be, con be the one to convince you that God loves you and God, God loves you more than your sins. <laughs> Follow Jesus. Let him love you. Say this after me. I may have messed up, but this is temporary. I may have made mistakes in the past, but my future is brighter than my past. Because of God's mercy, the best is yet to come. Each day is a new beginning for me. Each day I shall live a new life. Amen and amen. God's mercy is renewed each morning. God's mercy is renewed each morning. I love that song. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His, his faithfulness never comes to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is the Lord's faithfulness and great is his mercy for you. Believe that, claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.